talking through uh, these three aspects of uh, growth. We we've got the branches, we got the water, and sure. and uh, now it's uh, time for light. You said so. It is time for light. What is it? Not time for light. It was a really <laughs> cool part of the festival. Now Jesus's part actually came the day after, not on the eighth day. This this particular part happened on the ninth day when everything else was wrapped up. He came back, but what was he coming back to? Is pretty neat at the uh, end of the first day of the feast. According to the Mishnah, gigantic candelabra stood within the courts of the women in the temple. So there's different court court places. Each of the four golden candelabras is said to have been ready for this one, 75 feet tall. That's that's big candles up on the temple mount. <laughs> yeah, as big as the temple. So each candelabra had four branches. At the top of every branch was a large bull. Four young men bearing ten-gallon pitchers of oil would climb ladders to fill the four golden bowls on each candelabra. I'm thinking just climbing 75 feet to pour oil in this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to take faith. And then the oil in those bowls was ignited. So. Nothing is scary about this. You just got to keep pouring oil that's on fire into these bowls. Piece of cake. The temple was on a hill above the rest of the city, so the glow was a sight for the entire city to see. The light was to remind the people of how God's uh, Shekinah or the Shekinah glory had once filled his temple. But in the person of Jesus, God's glory was once again present in that temple, and he used that celebration to announce that very fact. So he was teaching in the court of the women on the ninth day. Okay, so today is the eighth day, the great day, which is really the end of the festival. But people are, you know, they've, they've come from all around, so they're still there. And uh, perhaps he's standing by one of these candelabras, and he just says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life. Now, you get it? You have to get the picture. He's standing beside a 75-foot candelabra <laughs> on fire and says, hey, that's not light. This is light. <laughs> Mary refused to have, or many of them, I should say, Refused to have their own darkness exposed by his light. Remember one of the first uh, things that happened in creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You see, if God had no beginning and everything that exists was created by him, then nothing existed before him, not even darkness. Mm. Scripturally speaking, darkness isn't the absence of light. We say that, but it's just not true. It's scientifically impossible to create perfect darkness because all objects radiate heat in the form of infrared light and gamma rays and extremely high-frequency light. It can penetrate even dense materials. I, I can't even remember how many feet you have to go under the ground till you can get to darkness. So darkness was probably the very first creation of God before the universe itself. Isaiah 45 says, I form the light, create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, Jehovah, do all these things. So it was a creation. It's not some part of the universe that's just there. Darkness was a creation, and every creation has a purpose. Mm -hmm. We can know that the Spirit of God is hovering near us, and he has a vision for what he's making us into. And he uses darkness or hides things from us as part of the process of revealing himself to us. Isn't that a cool thing? Then God said, this is a creation again, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, this thought, God divided the light from the darkness. To say it another way, Jesus triumphs over darkness. 
everything God is doing in our lives is to accomplish one purpose, dividing the light from the darkness. We just tend to, you know, head to darkness too much. For you were <laughs> once darkness, but now you are light in Jehovah. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to Jehovah, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it's shameful even to speak to those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore it says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. It's Ephesians 5. Now, if God is light and he is the image of the invisible God and we're made in the image of God, what does that mean? That would mean we are light. That's right. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So listen to Jesus explain this to Nicodemus, John 3. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. See, our original birth is similar in that we're surrounded by in the womb by water. And when it breaks, we come out of the darkness and water into the light mm. of the world. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm -hmm. So at creation before Adam and Eve sinned, they were surrounded with God's glory of light. When they sinned, they went into darkness. When we sin, we go back in. God doesn't hate us when we sin, but we have to choose darkness or light. So his life's purpose is to separate one from the other. When you choose darkness, you're also losing your purpose as light. See, the light spectrum includes radio waves, which you're listening to right now. Yes, probably. it does. Microwaves, which you'll use to cook your food today. Visible light, which, you know, your eyes see. Ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays, and other electromagnetic radiation. God is raising up many kinds of people with many kinds of gifts, just like the many kinds of light. He's going to fill up some with lots of power, others with revelation, others with skills, others for war. Light is also sound. A creation God spoke, which was a form of light. When he spoke and he said, let there be, that was it, right? It's a form of light. The Hebrew word for voice is the sound of a trumpet. That same word is used throughout the Bible for the blast of a trumpet, like the one at Mount Sinai. The Hebrew word also means calling out, shouting, or even singing. So that's their next thought, is light. And remember, we're on our way somewhere. Mm -hmm. Answering the question, where do you go when you die? Scriptures seem a little, I don't know, both answers. Do you go to heaven or do you? are you at some temporary location? The answer is in the Feast of Tabernacles, the sukkahs that we built. Helps us shine a light, so to speak, on that. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we talked about darkness, gave you a little intro to darkness there. We're going to talk about darkness and oil next.